You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 358 of Podcateers. This week we recap the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. March Mayhem in April is coming to an end and we ask a couple of questions that we'd love to hear your input on. We get some concept art for some of the changes coming to the Jungle Cruise later this year. Plus, this episode was recorded on the tail end of us doing a live reaction and commentary video as we watched a special presentation of Sleeping Beauty Castle from Disneyland as they're getting ready to open the resort back up after a historic 400 plus day closure. You can find that video on the blog post for this episode. Just check out podcateers.com slash 358. Some of us were discussing it on the Discord server, uh, but if you had an opportunity to watch the ceremony, we'd love to hear how you felt as the magic happened. Remember that if you want to share that or any thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode, you can always join us on Discord. Again, you can find that link in the blog post for this episode, podcateers.com slash 358. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram. Just search for Podcateers. Steamboat Willie will be holding additional auctions as we help support the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Please check out our Instagram for auction times, dates, and items being auctioned off. For more information on our charity team, we invite you to visit TeamboatWillie.com. The link is super simple to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. Uh, Before we jump into the episode, I just want to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, aka our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content, we have giveaways, you have access to our monthly happy hour calls, all sorts of stuff. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. That's going to wrap up the intro. Uh, Again, if you had an opportunity to watch that presentation, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And if you haven't, go to the blog post for the episode, check it out, and then leave your comments because it was something very, very special after this long hiatus from the park. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. Jumping into the episode. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Thank you so much for hanging out this week. Here is episode 358 of Podcateers. All right. Uh, sounds like we're all recording. This is fantastic. We just got done watching a very special video of the Disney Parks blog YouTube channel. They did a broadcast of Sleeping Beauty Castle being relit for the very first time in what is it? 13, 14 months now? Yeah. I think we're in that we're in that point. 14. Too long. Well, we'll stick with Andrew's responsible with too long. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's a good one. Eighty-four years. <laughs> yeah, it it seems like it seems like that long, right, Mel? Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one. It's definitely one of those things that, um, you know, when we were watching it, I didn't necessarily expect to get as emotional as I got uh, because. I think a lot of people are just going to watch that and be like, all right, cool. You know, they relit it. We're ready. You know, uh, I think, you know, 
Disney fandom is different levels for different people, right? And I mm-hmm. think uh, we are in the percentile of people that, you know, have a very high, you know, Disney ranking in their heart. And and even then, I still don't think that I'm among like the hardcore, hardcore fans that, you know, have everything hanging in their home. They buy every single thing. They go to every single event, uh, quite frankly, because I'm not that rich. <laughs> so true. I can't afford to do that. Uh, <laughs> but also uh, because I, I like variety in my life, but it doesn't mean I don't love Disney any less than most people do. Um I mean, what were your thoughts watching this? Andrew, let's start with you. Um, I really, like, kicking it off with Josh Tomorrow at the beginning was a great way. I really love Josh Tomorrow, and I'm glad he's kind of moving up in the company and kind of being in charge of the parks a little more. And I think he's going to he's gonna be good for us, for the parks, I believe. So I thought that was a great way to start it out. And then getting to meet the new uh, president of Disneyland, kind of being introduced to him again or for the first time if anybody's not really been keeping up on it um and then yeah the the whole video with the castle with the ambassadors i love all their stuff on instagram the ambassadors they have great content on instagram if you don't follow them you probably yeah i agree (laughs) um but yeah the castle was i have my face hurts from smiling from watching it and i i couldn't be happier that uh one minute video yeah did that yeah absolutely <laughs> mel your thoughts oh okay well i was trying to go in with okay i know this is going to be emotional and what's the first thing they show waltz light i'm like <laughs> started at 10 already <laughs> yeah and just just hearing you know josh tomorrow speak and no ken just being right by the cast, uh, the casting agency door, the window, is just that was something I'm glad we got to see as well. Because of course, we've been all thinking about the cast members and just rejoicing that they're getting their calls back to you know go back to work. So that was really really cool. And yeah, I kind of started to lose it a little bit, and <laughs> I think it's because it started taking me to you know that happy place. So. It, it was beautiful. It was beautifully done. It didn't need all the flashes. It didn't need all that. It just, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and then tissues. I actually have a box of tissues right in front of me, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> was it just me or did anybody else smell Plaza Chicken? <laughs> That's good. Oh, Maybe. Just me? Just a little. <laughs> there you go. How about you? How did you feel? You know, um... Uh, I love how it started, you know, that light at Walt's apartment, I think, signifies a lot of trying not to make those bonds between maybe the heart and soul of who you are and to what you love in Disney. Like, it's still on. You still have that light and that classic transitions. And Josh, I feel like if you're an Apple fan like I am, he's like the Craig Federighi of Disney. <laughs> well, that's their sophomore Disney is like the coolest guy at Apple. But that's who I always think of. You're like, you want this guy to get a big Great role. Comparison. You're, always You're always waiting for him. But um, it was a cool transition in. And then the sentimental value, as Melissa covered too, it's, it really hit me in a spot to reminisce about my Disney memories in front of the castle. Uh, just sitting there and being that moment of, full embellishment of feeling disney 
around me and just seeing the dark with the light transition of the beautiful castle just beautiful with that music transition just subtle but elegant as it always is and calming it's like a weird calming it's but it makes brings you to that happy place and they nailed it in what like a 10 minute video it was very done well done yeah absolutely yeah i mean i have to agree with everything you're all saying because i felt the same way you know they such a short video it's like when we were talking about up right like up tells such a great story in those first few minutes than most stories do in three hours exactly this like you said larry it's a couple minute video but man the feels were real like they were damn real (laughs) yeah (laughs) so walking into the park i know that there's a lot of people that are gonna have that opportunity coming soon i'm so happy that this is happening not just for the fact that You know, a lot of us feel like we need the park to help us get through whatever we need to get through. But, man, for the cast members, you know, the cast members are the magic of Disneyland. You know, the cast members from the people that are allowing you through the turnstiles, that are sweeping up the streets, that are serving your food, that are operating attractions to the Imagineers that build everything for us to enjoy. The cast members are the magic of Disneyland. And, you know, knowing how many of them have suffered over the last year because they couldn't be there, because they were furloughed or let go, and now they're slowly coming back, that I think is one of the best things that's happening with the reopening of the park. That we're not, we're not going to be what I think people considered normal before, but we're reaching a point of familiarity. You know, and familiar is, I think, good enough for now in order to get us going and to, you know, continue with where we want to be in the future. So uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, all of this is happening again. The video, if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, we're going to put a link in the blog post for the episode. But uh, check the Discord server because we did record uh Uh, We tried to do commentary, but we all kind of got soaked into the moment, so we didn't comment until right after. Thankfully, it was a short video, so we could comment right after. Uh, But we wanted to try to get a live reaction to the entire thing, and uh, it was fantastic. So take a look at the video. Uh, Join us over on Discord if you have a chance. Join the conversation. Let us know how you feel. So, uh, yeah. Uh, man, so much is changing. So many announcements, so many things are coming. I feel it feels great, right? Because we've Mm -hmm. had a year where there was weeks with no news or there was weeks with bad news. And it's just all, you know, it's all feeling good. You know, I know that anybody can put a negative twist on the things that are happening, but darn it, we're going to go with the positive. So for starters... (laughs) One, can I comment on the fact that last week I was angry at myself for not finishing Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Ah! (laughs) Look, look, I'm just going to say, I went back and finished that episode. And that end scene that they attached to the end, oh, come on now. It said so much for the final episode. The series is now over. I'm going to say it now, spoiler alert, because it's coming. We're talking about it. (laughs) Okay, so if you haven't seen it, make sure you watch it before you listen to this next part. Because, whoo, whoo, whoo. 
I know I asked you at the beginning, Larry, how you were going to feel about who was going to wield the shield. I know you didn't want to he- you didn't want to say it. You had me but say it. What did I say? I said, you know, obviously Sam's going to wield it. Yeah. You know, it, it's obviously setting up that era. We have confirmation now that the next Captain America movie is coming and it will be starring, you know, Sam as Captain America. Right. Your thoughts, man. How do you feel at the end of this? Well, just to tie back to when you well, let's give kudos to you absolutely because I didn't want to say it. But I also told you there's a lot to be told about Bucky. And I think that's what it was as a big fan of Winter Soldier and Bucky Barnes. The storyline, it's like ties to, he's kind of like one of your last ties to Captain America. So it's the first, the other Captain America. Let's keep it like that, right? Not the new one. But um, it's, it was very good to watch this storyline. And then like you're talking about resolution, finally for many characters and most importantly Bucky. I mean, I would say that that I know Sam is not resolution. I would say he was destined. You're right. He was destined to to hold that shield and man, one of the most coolest freaking suits. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty yeah. cool. I love it. <laughs> I have some comments on that by the way. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's a uh, I don't want to keep talking. I want to make sure I get everyone else thought before I jump into this. But is anyone else got any comments on it? I actually like listening to you guys talk about it. I'm just into this because I know you two have a um, your knowledge is a lot more than ours. So for me, I mean, it's different. So I'm like, you know, I'll let you guys talk. You you guys go. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, what about you, man? How'd you feel? I mean, I it was a great episode. Um, you know, it was fun to watch. I do. I agree with you on the costume. It's I like it, but I mean, his head's a little uh, underprotected. I'd have to say. And I'm assuming yes. that's that's a comic uh, <laughs> reference or something. You know, it's more comic book accurate or something. But yeah, it's a little impractical. But he's you know he's an Avenger, so I think he'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because historically speaking, the costumes on a lot of the you know Marvel characters are uh, kind of hokey in many cases, right? <laughs> and when we were watching WandaVision, we saw that with the the Halloween costumes that Wanda and Vision wore oh, of yeah. kind of their original yeah. version of what they used to look like in mm-hmm. the comics, right? Uh, but it's funny because... This version of Captain America, like the Falcon Captain America, is pretty accurate to what it looks like in the comic book. I mean, you put them side by side, and I think they basically copied the entire costume. Uh, So now, what I was going to say about that. I'm glad that they went with the historically accurate comic version, but I'm kind of pissed at the same time about it. Because everyone (laughs) has gotten this super cool upgrade and when they got the the suitcase, okay, when Bucky brings a suitcase that the Wakandans right. put together, I'm like, oh, my. Oh, okay. Here's what's going to happen. This is not going to be this really cool suit. They're going to take that nanotechnology in the same way that Tony Stark put the glasses on. A, that Iron Man suit just comes on. 
this new Captain America suit is going to be like nanotech. And now he's going to have the same vibranium protecting him the way that the Black Panther did. He's going to be much more unstoppable because he's going to have, you know, this gear that was put together with this amazing vibranium tech. And no, it's just a simple costume. Uh, yeah, the wings are awesome. Yes, the shield magnetically holds on to the wings and everything. And <laughs> it, it has all these cool shielding techniques and everything. Uh, there was a lot of things that were reminiscent of Iron Man. You know, like when he saves the truck and you see the little thrusters yeah, and everything. Thrusters. But come on, man. Give us some Wakandan tech here. What's up <laughs> Maybe, with the nanotech? They gotta, yeah. They got to leave themselves some room for the movie. I was I'm sure, I you know. Did. That's just like yeah. look at Captain America's first suit versus what he ended up with, you know, at the oh, end. They got to have room to true. grow, you know. Good they gotta point. Be, I mean, give some steps to go. He went underwater with that suit and came out, which was I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> and then the drones, I mean, that was kind of his touch that like integrated who he was to be able to still have them and yeah. integrate to his new suit. So I think I think you guys are right on it. There's a lot more to share about the technology. Maybe he doesn't even know quite yet because it is Wakanda technology, right? So, yeah. Baby steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like that theory. We're going to stick to that one. That's going to keep me alive on this one because, I, yeah, I was kind of upset. Happy that it looked nicer than most of the costumes. It was very, you know, it, it was very new in comparison to some of the other ones. But still, man, watching that nanotech on... Well, maybe that's why they didn't do it. They didn't want it to feel too Iron Man. I right. guess that makes sense because it would have been confused because there is a lot of parallels to Black Panther and Iron Man in the way that the new Iron, uh, Captain America suit functions. And that's what so, I'm thinking. The Captain America, yeah. the classic look, you know, that's kind of been how do you integrate classic with the, this modern style that they all are using now? And I think they've yeah. met that right now as you just look at it aesthetically. The way, and then the way, you know, he's Falcon. So he's got to have embellishments to his wings. So I think those are things they took note of. The the helmet, I will agree, is like a little bit <laughs> it's a distraction, but that's helmet in quotes. Yeah, right. It's, it's it, it, I see it. I could see where they're working through that one. That one's kind of like a eh, I could have done without, but we'll see. Maybe it changes up a little bit in the in the movie, but. Yeah, it was a good parallel to see him dressed as a white knight, essentially, you know, like when they had that big scene when he's carrying down the body and, you know, he just looks like this angel coming down from the heavens, you know, holding. Right. And I thought, damn, that's dope, dude, because it's like he's all in white now. He's like the white knight. And mm -hmm. uh, now we have the dark version of Captain America, now known as U.S. Agent. Which looks like it is setting up Secret Invasion. I'm I'm so happy for that. Sharon with the crazy face tech that I think we've only seen yeah. one other time. That I think was Natasha crazy. was the one that used it uh, in Civil in, War, I believe. Uh, the Winter Soldier movie. Maybe I think that's the only time that it was used before, right? When I Black think... Widow actually reveals her face, the same way that Sharon did. I think you're right. I think you're right, too. Yeah. If I recall I mean, it right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'm wrong, please let us know in the comments. Join okay. us over on Discord and yell at me there. But uh, I, I feel <laughs> like that means we have to watch them all over again. <laughs> oh, no. How? Oh, no. I mean, I okay, I guess if I have to. I guess. <laughs> Pull my arm. I mean, oh, well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Andrew told me to. 
I don't know what to say. Pocketeers marathon <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that. You know, I. It's hard to figure out where Sharon stands now, especially if you watch the ending scene to that. Uh, I don't want to talk about what she says or anything, but I mean, as the kids say, that's a little sus. <laughs> I mean, you already said spoiler alert. I mean, everybody should be caught up by now. <laughs> nah, I think we're we're only what five <laughs> okay, days fine. removed at this point. Like next week, it's fair game. I'm going for it. Okay, right. yeah. But <laughs> but I mean, I think there's certain things that I'm gonna hold, you know, a little holier than others, and this is gonna be one of them. Especially since the end scenes always set up something else. This right. one, I think, did a really good job of kind of setting up where we're going just in the universe and where we're going with Sharon as a as a character. Because, honestly, it left me with a few more questions about – I'm saying too much. I'm going to move on from that. But uh, <laughs> I love the fact that they gave Isaiah, you know, his tribute. Yes. I think mm-hmm. that was super crucial to the storyline, especially the way that – you know, they, they integrated his story into Sam's and the conflict that he had taking the mantle of Captain America after what Isaiah went through. It was a wonderful culmination. And I think we mentioned it before that, uh, you know, Marvel does this really fantastic job of telling these stories. WandaVision did the same thing, but so different than this one. You know, they're so unique to each other. And yet they're part of the same universe. And the storytelling is just fantastic in both of these productions. Right. Yeah, I think for me, if we go back to Isaiah, it really, you talk about storytelling. Uh, I think everyone, when they hear a story, they, you know, start relating to something they know. And what was really, for me watching that, uh, my grandfather was about to turn 98 years old, was a part of World War II, prisoner of war, survived all of that. As a Hispanic man that worked in the fields and done all that before he was drafted, no choice. And uh, when you had that final scene when he gets pretty much the induction into that hall, it really ties to anyone, I would say, of ethnicity, culture, background, color. It, It really ties into that thing that we need to move forward with recognizing the past in a way of shining light on everybody that contributed to making this place a better place. And I think that even ties into that conversation, which I don't want to give away too much, you know, because we're trying to keep this close to our, the cards to our chest here. But when, you know, Captain America, Sam has this moment where he pretty much has like a monologue about having the conversations with the people that were with the U- UN and, and then saving everyone and then having Carly there in his hands, you know, like this all didn't have to happen for one moment. You understand what level we have to deal with and you need to take that forward. That's really storytelling, connecting with people in a bigger way. And don't even get me started. Like when Bucky, I don't know if you guys caught the next part, which makes me, I laughed so loud when he's done and Bucky says, you know, you were saying something, and I started texting. I just, <laughs> I didn't even listen. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. I loved it. Uh, so good. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a great sense of humor. You know, I, I will say that it was also really great to see that even the other soldiers that were there gave Bucky his props. You know, they did exactly. recognize him because as he was walking through the line, 
when they opened the line for him, they recognized him and said Sergeant Barnes, and they let him through. And the fact that they called him by rank, and I, it just, it really helps solidify a character story arc where he's been working at redeeming himself so much that he was finally respected for the soldier of where he started and where he got and what he did, you know, for the country as well. So that was really great, man. Would I have liked to see Bucky, you know, holding the shield? Yeah, I think Bucky would have made an awesome Captain America. But uh, I, I like seeing Sam with it too. Again, they're, they always try to get inspiration for these storylines from the comics. You know, we saw a lot of House of M when WandaVision was happening, and I'm excited to see where that goes, obviously, uh, because that's going to open up the world to mutants. And, you know, all the references to the blip in this one felt like it was almost filmed, like, right after. You know, like, they were filmed together, and they just happened to release them separately. It was so well done. It was so well tied together that, again, it goes back to that storytelling that we're really enjoying from Marvel, uh, which really makes me excited for, I think, Loki is next uh, for the for the series yeah. that are going to be coming out. Loki is next, and I think Black Widow is going to be the next feature film, which was announced as coming out on Disney Plus as well. Uh, I oh. believe yep. it's going to be premiere access, but yes. I think it's coming out yeah. on Disney Plus next. So there's so much to look forward to. Like Andrew said, there's all the 17 dozen shows that they announced <laughs> that are coming up. And it seems like it's too little. You know, I'm enjoying everything that they're doing. So kudos to Marvel for a fantastic job with this because I, I, just, I just want more. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, just, I want more, like now. If they're all this good, then make as many as they want. Right. That's, right. I'm not going to They're making Disney Plus nice. so worth it with these. <laughs> yeah. Wait, just one thing before we move on. Uh, let's yeah. not pass up on the coolest butlers category. You know, I've always been a Batman. I mean, Batman's <laughs> had the coolest butler, but now Zemo's butler. Uh, pretty cool. Well, it's okay. homie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I, I, he's he's Alfred a run I for his it. money. Yeah, he gives Alfred a run for his money. I will admit that uh, he was so prepared and had everything ready to go that it's almost like he was waiting for him. Like I've right? been here for years waiting for you, sir. <laughs> Boom! Then, there he is. Not to give away spoilers, guys. There is such a good ending with that Butler. Let's just say that. Yeah, I don't think uh, Alfred would have done that at all. I think he would have been like, Master Grayson, do you need a butler while Master Bruce is wherever the heck he is? It's like, oh, you want to be Nightwing now? Sure, I will be there for you. (laughs) Sweet. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Well, uh, again, if you have not had a chance to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier, make sure that you head over to Disney Plus and watch that hashtag, not an ad, but we're open for it, Disney, if you want to sponsor us. (laughs) It was fantastic. I'm looking forward to everything else that's coming. Let's see. There was so much that I wanted to talk about this week. What else do we got? Oh, there's so much park news to talk about. I definitely want to talk (laughs) about. uh, I know you guys were texting all these cool things that were happening. Andrew. You texted us this article about this new – I mean, you talk about it. I mean, I'm so excited about this thing. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, if you haven't seen it by now, uh, just look up uh, Disney Groot, 
animatronic and you'll find the article um the one i really liked was from TechCrunch, um and yeah it's uh a completely wireless walk around uh animatronic uh ambling as they call it animatronic two legs no wheels no nothing um and this one just happens to be in the form of a young Groot. Mm. Um, and it's pretty fantastic. Uh, there's a short, um, I think it's like five or eight minute video of them kind of explaining the development process and everything with this animatronic. Um, it's called Project Kiwi, I believe. Yes, Project Kiwi. And it really is bringing that next step of animatronics that hopefully will make it in the park where people can interact with a you know an alien or something that isn't just a princess or whatever that is more realistic than you might get with just an animatronic that's stuck to the floor yeah it's... i love this man i hope that this comes to the parks much sooner than later because the mixture of interaction that they have for things like t- um, talking with Crush, or what what is it called? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Turtle, Turtle Talk. Turtle Talk. Talk. Uh, you know, I know how it works, but the the fact that you're interacting with this character firsthand, super cool. And then watching Groot walk out for the first time in front of Mission Breakout, that was such a cool moment. It, you have this huge, you know character coming out and greeting you obviously it's a little bit different because it's somebody in a costume but Mm -hmm. i think the reason i i I really enjoy this is being a costume character is a difficult gig you know especially in the summer those things get so hot i know that they've built in technology with fans and stuff like that but when you talk about and think about what disney is doing to protect their cast members this is one of the best ways to do it like i know a lot of people end up talking about technology in the sense where oh they're gonna take our jobs oh we're not gonna have this i don't think that at all i think it opens the door for new jobs where you learn how to program those things where you learn how to control them where you learn how to build them yourself you know so the opportunities are there I don't think it's really taking mm-hmm. jobs. I think it's creating jobs for people. Well, and especially you can make these characters to an appropriate size. You know, that would be more realistic than trying to fit a human person in some costume. It's like this Groot is, what, maybe three feet tall. Um, can walk around on its own. It's all AI controlled from what I understand. Um and it can do some amazing stuff. It's a it's amazing feat in uh, robotics alone to see uh, just the fluid movements and everything with it. Yeah. If you had to choose, let's say, three characters that you would want to see this technology for, what would they be? Mel, let's start with you. Just off the top of oh. your head, whatever comes to you. Uh, Babu Frick. Ooh. Babu Frick is the only one I would That's really love to choice. see. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, let's go with <laughs> Larry. Which one would you mm. choose? Oh, what if I said Howard the Duck? What would you guys say? <laughs> I would think that 
you have problems, <laughs> but I love you for it. Okay. I mean, look, it's a Marvel no, property. You got to love Howard, right? I was just yeah. jumping onto the train, though. the Marvel train. Um, I I think, I mean, it's a hard character. It's funny though. We we talking about this. He's not really the Disney property, but he could do it. I mean, let's get Roger Rabbit. It's just a fun That's, character. I was, oh. was going to pick Roger Rabbit. That was <laughs> I knew going to go I there, mean, Andrew. But I was like, you already know Roger's scale, <laughs> right? Compared to people, it's like he can read minds. <laughs> pick him up by his ears. And all kinds of- <laughs> Speaking of, there's talking nice. about this robot. I read the article in TechCrunch as well. Mm-hmm. And they already thought about programming of kids just running up to it and trying to hug it. Like, that's exactly that's, yeah. that's you doing that to program that out far out to think that is just amazing. But if you're going to ask me one more, I, I'm just thinking about little things, right, that you've always wanted to see come to life, Stitch. That's the other one. Oh, for sure. oh yeah, God, that would be such a good one, <laughs> right? You imagine how oh, crazy the way he gets. Oh God, so cool. Okay, so I have three, but I might have to rethink it because Stitch is a great one. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Um. Okay, Andrew, which which would you choose? One to three characters. I mean, I Larry took mine. Was Roger Rabbit was the first thing that popped in my head. That was my that was my choice. It was Roger Rabbit all the way. Um, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head just because you, you <laughs> wouldn't. That's, Roger's always on my mind, so you know, <laughs> maybe a Baby Herman as well. Oh, you there know. you go. Nice. I mean, they'd have to uh, take a few things out of Baby Herman's hands, but I don't think they He's want a, a baby churro. walking okay. around. Yeah, maybe a churro, right? There you <laughs> go. A churro. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. So when I started thinking about this. Uh, I thought of three things specifically. Number one, Grogu. Come on, man. Imagine oh, going to Galaxy's man. Edge and interacting with Grogu, watching him waddle around to you and cooing. <laughs> ah, come so on, cool. man. I'd melt like yeah. so quickly. Ah, That's I'm cool. thinking about it now. I can't Crowds. even. I <laughs> can't people. even. Okay. Two, you always see Tinkerbell in Sleepy Hollow, but they're always your size. How we, how about you interacted with Tinkerbell at her regular size and she was just as sassy? Okay? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to derail us a little bit, but there was a video that came out of a preview, in, I believe it was DCA, of Tinkerbell. Yeah. Did everybody see that? No. I didn't see it. It was fantastic. They did. It was... Oh, go ahead. They did a... Um, it was a live actor... Um, video captured into a small jar and uh so you're able to to live interact with tinkerbell she was talking to you live and then the whole room was set up to where uh, magic could happen and pixie dust and all kinds of stuff this new thing i can't believe we i didn't forward it to you guys it's a fantastic preview i believe it was at dca people were getting pulled in to test this new technology which fantastic that is so cool out Okay, well, I'll send it to you when I find it. I don't know if I feel <laughs> dumb for taking that idea or SMRT for thinking along the same lines as Imagineering. <laughs> One of the smart. two. You're nailing it. So, yay. Uh, only because my third option is very similar to that, and it was Jiminy Cricket. You know, you always talk Aww. about Let Your Conscience Be Your Guide. When You Wish Upon a Star is like the song for the company. 
What if you had Jiminy yeah. Cricket actually perform it? What if you could talk to him? He does this whole spiel to the kids about how let your conscience be your guide. Don't be a donkey kid. You know, I'm not going to use the other word, but don't be a donkey <laughs> kid. Pinocchio okay. can come out too. Yeah, I mean, Pinocchio could be a part of it as well. You know, a wooden boy. How awesome would that show be? Mm-hmm. Crazy. So Seriously yeah. awesome. <laughs> there is so much potential I can't even imagine what level this is going to take, you know, the parks to because we already kind of see it, you know, uh, with some of the animatronics that are there. We oh, imagine being able to get Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so done. I'm oh, man, I'm so done right now. (laughs) You kind of have it right now with cars, right? You go into cars land and you kind of see the cars interacting with you. I don't think it's the full experience because their lips don't technically move the way they don't emote the same way that they do in the films, but it's close. Or enough. even in the attraction or even on the attraction. You're right. But to children, they're going to look at that and they're just going to lose it. You know, they don't care, you know, so having the ability to do this with so many other characters, I'm so on board with this. I love it. Love it. Awesome. So, uh attractions i know that there were some attraction changes that were coming which ties into this obviously but before we talk about attractions i have to just i i think as we're recording this let me see uh the live count on march mayhem in april without looking uh we are currently trying to find a contender for captain eo by the time that this episode comes out, March Mayhem will have been over because this episode releases the day after the championship uh, begins. I think it's going to end the same day. but uh, So we can predict who we think is going to take it all the way, obviously. But as we approach the final matchup to see who goes up against Captain EO in the championship, we have the People Mover versus the Disneyland Skyway. Any guesses as to which one is winning if you haven't yet seen the results as they stand right now? It's got to be People Mover, man. I don't people mover. I don't see it any other way. It has to be. I can't see it's... it any other way. Larry? Oh, I haven't even voted oh, yet, so I'm going to go vote right now. <laughs> yeah, I should probably do that too. <laughs> okay, well, before you vote. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, so before you vote, you're right. Uh-huh. 74% people movers yeah. so far. We are just about <laughs> uh, halfway done with that one. Uh, and then we're going to have our championship match, Captain EO versus one of these two attractions. Uh, if you could predict who's going to take it between those two. Well, let's play what if scenario. If it's Captain EO versus People Mover or Captain EO versus Disneyland Skyway, who do you think would win either match? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, uh, my opinion, Captain EO beats Skyway. People Mover beats Captain EO. Yeah. That's in my heart of hearts. That's how I feel. Okay. Okay. Pretty much that. Yeah. People Mover would win all the way. Larry, I'm taking. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Captain EO has a special place in a lot of people's hearts out here. And I think this I don't is know. true. <laughs> I think that it it's comeback alone. Think about all those things that hadn't had a comeback. This has had a comeback and it was pretty strong. I, I'm I'm biased. I literally I remember when it came back, I didn't 
get to do Captain EO as a kid when it was there. So when I was in college and this got revamped up, I was living in Northern California time. I came for that opening weekend. I remember the madness of it. And if you're going to talk about like technology between the both of them, I mean, you got Lucasfilms basically on one and then the other. I mean, it's it's early innovations with Disney. So, I mean, it's I'm going Captain EO either way. Right on. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I liked Captain EO. I don't think I was as huge a fan as most people were. If I could have chosen an attraction to take it all of the way, I would have stuck with the Rainbow Caverns. I know that it's lackluster compared to so many other things on there, but in it, like to me, I love trains. I love what the Rainbow Caverns brought through the Mine Train through Nature's Wonderland. So that would have been my pick all the way. I'm surprised it got as far as it did. Uh, so I'm happy about that. It got eliminated pretty late in the game. But if I had to choose, I would probably go Disneyland Skyway over the People Mover. Uh, oh, oh, did you hear everybody start yelling at me all of a sudden? I'm sorry. <laughs> I I like the Skyway a little bit more than the People Mover. Um, but if, if it comes down to EO and People Mover, I'm going to go People Mover for the win. If it comes down to EO and the Skyway, which I really doubt is going to happen, just seeing how it's leaning, uh, I would go Skyway. I would still go Skyway between the two. So in neither scenario does Captain EO win in in my heart. <laughs> I know that there's at least a couple of people in there, uh, a couple of friends that uh, were even upset that I think I almost voted against Captain EO the last time. Uh, they know who they are. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Skyway and the people who run this one. Uh, but totally it's been. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's been an amazing, you know, March Mayhem in April. This has been one of the most exciting tournaments that we've had for March Mayhem. And I am just super excited to how it's turned out. The participation is almost twice as many people. Uh, and in some matchups, almost three times as many people as we've had in the last couple of years, which was great. And last year, we had already almost tripled because we did two during quarantine. So the fact yeah. that it's just <laughs> been growing and growing has been fantastic. Uh, we appreciate all of you participating. You know, you are the ones that keep these types of tournaments and things that we do alive. So thank you so much to all of you that have had the opportunity to vote, participate. And we can't wait to do the next one. We're going to have to discuss what we're going to do next because uh, we've done some iconic things before, but this is going to be special. Um, and I, I guess I want to ask one more question related to this before we move on. If, let's say, Captain EO does win, right? And if you're listening to this uh, after we've announced the winner, then congratulations! Insert attraction name on winning March Mayhem in April. But let's say that Captain EO does win. We obviously can't do a revival of Captain EO. They can remaster it and we can re-release it and stuff like that. But if we were going to do a similar show now, let's say that they gut interventions and they create a giant circle vision theater for us in there. If they revamped something like Captain EO, which artist do you think has the charisma, the talent, and just the chops to give us a show that would not not equal what Captain EO was or what Michael Jackson did because it's so iconic, but could bring us something at least on the same level that could have legs 
in the future the way that EO does now. Daft Punk? <laughs> Bruno okay, Mars. Okay. I had the same idea. Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars. Yeah, okay. Bruno Mars. I'm so Bruno Mars. glad we're on the same wavelength on this one. <laughs> I, Bruno Mars is just one of those artists that's so in tune with everything. He's such a talented dude, man. I, I started going down the line of all the popular you know, music performers at, at this point. I was like, well, The weekend, Nah, he's too crazy. I don't think they'd have him. And then Bruno Mars risky. came into my head. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we're in tune on this one. I love it. So I'm going to drop it out for everyone else to answer. If you guys want to join the conversation, let us know which artist you think would be uh, a good parallel to Captain EO. I'm not going to say replacement because you can't replace it. It's iconic, right? But a good parallel right. show to Captain EO where it's kind of like the next generation of it or something. And we get like this brand new thing. So leave it in the comments. Join us on Discord. If you're not part of the Discord family yet, make sure to go over to the blog post for this episode or podcateers.com. You'll see the invite to join us on Discord there. And uh, before we continue, I do want to let you know that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of folks known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents. And it is their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes possible. Uh, if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. On that page, you'll find a link of members of the FGP Squad, a little bit about it, links to Patreon. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions. Uh, is this us charging for the podcast? Absolutely not. But uh, we do have a Patreon. Obviously, there's costs associated with us doing all of this. And part, being part of the FGP Squad family, helps us grow the show and it helps us continue by producing these episodes. So again, if you want more information, podcasters.com slash FGP. Becoming a part of the FGP Squad family is super simple. It also gets you access to our happy hour calls that happen on a monthly basis. You get access to Mm -hmm. discount codes. You get uh, access to additional content, all sorts of cool stuff. So again, podcasters.com slash FGP if you want more information. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for all of your continued support. Uh, Attractions. Attractions. We're still on attractions. And there was a huge, huge uh, announcement, I think, regarding the Jungle Cruise. Uh, Last week, I think, week before, we got notice that Trader Sam had been officially removed from the attractions. Mel, do you want to talk about the announcement today? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because... We had followed the uh, SEA, and you know how we were talking about this. So, the day has come, and we have more lore to uh, to share, you could say. In episode 353 in Podcateers, you will be able to hear a little bit more about who I'm about to talk about, and that's Miss Alberta Falls. Okay, so I'm going to set it like this. Word is, Alberta Falls, who is... A granddaughter to Dr. Albert Falls. So what's happening is that Alberta speaks to Trader Sam and offers him an opportunity to make more money than what he's making right now, which is, you know, if you visited, um, you would know that Trader Sam wants to make a deal, right? Two for one, yada, yada. So Alberta's like, let me hook you up. Here you go. 
and here comes the refurb. <laughs> I'm all excited <laughs> because it's like we've got something here. In, yes, in the jungle. We have the new Lost and Found run by Trader Sam, but he's got a lot of cute friends on there. And it's, they're adorable. <laughs> so I think it's actually kind of funny that they have a Lost and Found because Lost and Found, you find everything. So as you can see in here, like there's random stuff. You've got a ship helm. You've got polka dot <laughs> 20s <laughs> right there. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of eye candy. And the fact that it ties into the SEA lore Gosh, that's exciting. Um, ugh, I can't wait to see this in person. I don't know if this is going to be open when... I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's going to be open when Disneyland opens. But when it does, it'll be exciting to see everything. There is yeah, that. I think the estimated um, time was summer, right? End of summer, early I fall? believe so. I think so. Yes. I have to agree after doing all of the episodes on the SCA, seeing mm -hmm. uh, Alberta Falls referenced in the PR for this was really exciting because we talked mm -hmm. about how we would love to see more SCA references and we're getting them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, we were excited with the paddles. I mean, because that was huge. <laughs> yeah. But to see all this is like, yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this image, too. There it's, is. It's there's um, it's traders. Uh, it's the I love the sign. It's a lost and found sign. And then over top is plastered Trader Sam's gift, gift shop. shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. There's another small sign uh, cruise photos and there's a monkey on top of a camera. So are we getting an on Ryan photo? Is it just a joke? I don't know. But, oh. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of stuff in this photo that. It's going to be exciting to see in person. What if it's just a picture of the skipper and you like you get that as like a, <laughs> a going oh, away gift? Yeah, or a picture funny. of the monkey holding the camera. Oh, my God. The monkey it's so like a selfie awesome. of the monkey holding the camera. Awesome. I would love that. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I just want to send a quick shout out to listener Tyler, who when we posted this photo on Instagram... He said, I love the wink at the past with all of the hats for sale from less than successful excursions on the Jungle Cruise and the polka dot boxers you were talking about, Mel. Excited to see all the primate <laughs> animatronics as well. Wish they put in a tasteful human figure, though. Uh, and I, I talked about how maybe, you know, it is concept art, so we might still get one. You know, uh, obviously yeah. concept art never turns out exactly the way that it's planned. There's always modifications that are made. And Trader Sam, I think, is a popular enough character that I think Imagineering could find a way to somehow reincorporate him in there. But he oh, yeah. ended his comment with two hats for one of yours, which <laughs> is a reference nice. to the two heads joke that we hear on the Jungle Cruise. Yes. So well done, Tyler. That nice. was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love this. I love the art that they released for it. I'm super excited for it as well. Uh, I started thinking when I saw this, what if Sala was a secret member of the SCA somehow? Because we already know that Indy is, right? What if mm -hmm. 
when they redo because that was next on the docket, right? They were supposed to refer mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, but that was postponed because of several things that were happening over the last year, obviously. But what if they expand the SEA lore to include more stuff about Indiana Jones in the attraction, but also somehow Sala's been a member this entire time. That my friends, be- my friends. <laughs> Love it. Welcome to the SEA. That'd be cool. See, we even have a tour guide for it now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, if you have not had an opportunity to see the post, it is on our Instagram account. You can also hop over to the blog post for this episode to check that out. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Join us over on Discord or on Instagram. Let us know what you think about it. And do you want to see a Trader Sam animatronic? You know, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I think there could be a way to incorporate him. Obviously, it will not be at the capacity that it was before because Disney is trying to move past that image. They are trying to evolve in that sense. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting. I, don't, I think if we don't end up getting one, I still think it'll be okay. I think the animals that we're going to see there are going to provide enough, uh, you know, energy to the scene that, you know, it will get used to it, obviously. But it'll uh, it'll be fun, you know, regardless of whether or not we get any more characters in the scene. So uh, I think it's going to wrap it up. Any closing thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode? It was a lot. I feel like we talked about a lot. And it started super emotional after that video <laughs> that we made from the castle. Just happy stuff. Happy thoughts. That's it. Yeah. I know, so much yeah. excitement. That's what it feels yeah. like. This episode kind of surrounds a lot of excitement and what's coming forth, not just from the park, but also Disney Plus. That we now we've wrapped up Winter Soldier, but now we're jumping into something completely new in Marvel. So it's really nice to be excited about things that you can depend on happening. This is gonna be cool. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna need to watch the rewatch the whole falcon and the winter soldier again i think i've missed so many things i'm gonna have to do a whole but it's all out there now so i can just you know six hours straight through yeah yeah you know just i just skip all I the john walker like... parts no they're <laughs> crucial to the story you know i i may not steal shield <laughs> you could tell that that was a fake his little cosplay shield there but whatever i'm not I'm not even it's, going to it was so interesting walking through like watching that part you can tell the the sound design is completely different for the yes, shield it doesn't point. make the same i didn't even realize and that he hits something once and it goes like clank, clank. And yeah <laughs> yeah right. you hear what are those the the pitchforks like the captain tuning america's fork, shield yeah. the tuning forks yeah captain america's That's shield it. has that like tuning fork element that resonates anytime mm. that he hits something and you're right john shield just like but you know exactly. what? I will say, dude, it looked good for what it was. I, I'm not going to hate on that. It looked mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I couldn't have made one. I, no, I couldn't either. So that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I gotta Maybe if I got somewhere. enough anger or, and I had super soldier serum in my body, we'd have to test that out. Let's get Disney on the line. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. All right. Well, let me get injected with super soldier serum and let's see how that turns out. That sounds great. <laughs> it's a plan. All right. 
that's gonna wrap it up for this episode so until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone bye see ya adios